<laughs> Welcome to the Martini Meeting. Um, the music's not quite the same, but um, we're gonna learn to love it. Uh, there was a uh, there was there was a big storm, and all of our music got wiped out. I don't know. I'm gonna make something up. Oh, um, yeah. So um, I am Gina Tremark of the Martini Meeting. My other half, Eileen Soizan, is actually out of town, but that's okay because I have two really cool people here today as guest hosts. They've been guest hosts before, so very excited to welcome back Miss Rada Herring. Welcome. Hello. And Mr. J. Rowe, welcome. Good afternoon. How's everyone doing today? Wonderful. Good. We all How look are you? good. We all look very pretty today. Um, I know you can't see us on video, but we're well. You're always super dressed up, Rada. I have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not always so super dressed up because I'm an artist, and I guess I can get away with that. That's my excuse. Well, whatever you got to do. Exactly, Mr. J. I don't. I, I half and half. Sometimes I see you in your Sunday best. Sometimes your Saturday best. <laughs> I like it all. <laughs> you like it all. We uh, we just came from an um, an annual chamber meeting, um, and uh, we th- we had a little awards ceremony. Yep. And um, Carolina Improv Company was a nominee for two awards. It Congratulations! Was l- thank you. It was lovely to be nominated. Um, to be nominated, we were not chosen for the physical award, but as I've said on Facebook, the awards are in our heart. That's right. Good yeah. attitude. And you did win last year. And we did yes. win. Carolina Improv Company did win last year for business innovation, um, which was actually quite shocking to me. So I did not expect it because we had just started the company. So um, it was really cool to be nominated, again, not just for one award, but two awards. Thus, uh, I thought today's topic would be about business innovation because I love... you got to keep it up. love innovation. So before we get started, let's have a little a little toast with uh, these martinis today are our Cosmo martinis. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. Everybody take a drink. These are Cosmos. I did not make them myself, so they're not strong as usual. Are these the ones that you pour out that these, I mean like? Yeah, or? they came out of a bottle, and we did this. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Etiquette here is, is aghast by that. Here's the thing. Um, a, we're doing this in memory of Eileen because she's all about that efficiency. Um, and I needed to be efficient today because literally running from one place to the other, I had no time. But is this different from any other day? Oh, really? No, but you know what? <laughs> actually, actually, what happened was I'm like, well, I'll make my martinis like I usually do and bring them with. And I got home from this last function, and um, I thought we had vodka in the house, and we didn't. No vodka in the house. Did no. you check the freezer? Yeah. Yes. And so then I'm like, oh, i got to run and buy martini. That is crazy. So given all that, I'm actually surprised I made it here. So so uh, martinis in a bottle. Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan is what we're starting with. Okay, good. Um, if we need more, we have uh, apple and pomegranate chilling. Awesome. Oh. But we only have we an hour. We probably will because yeah. we're ahead of Jay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> so, um, so I thought we could talk about innovative ideas. So anybody out there who may be listening, if you have, and, and you know, let's talk about what is innovative. Let's let's start with that. Um, in your opinions, how would you define being innovative or innovation? Doing the same thing differently than someone else. Doing the same thing but differently than somebody else. Or continuously being on the cutting edge or at least trying to be on the cutting edge Ah. or at least knowledgeable about the cutting edge. Whether you adopt those strategies is up to you, but you should at least know what's out there because somebody's using them. Exactly. Awesome. And if anybody out there has any other thoughts they'd like to throw in about what their thoughts on being innovative is, please chat in at Hear Women Talk. Um, Or you can also call us at 914-338-1186. Call us and tell us what your, in, what your innovative ideas are. Or if you're looking for an innovative idea for your business, we would love to have your questions. Um, a, quick little, a quick little definition um, that I found on the Internet, my favorite place to go. Innovative, groundbreaking, mm-hmm. being or producing something like nothing done or experienced or created before. Stylistically innovative works. I don't know what that means. Um, advanced, forward-looking, modern, ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. All those things fit. Well, it's, that's the great thing about marketing that I've learned is that 
You know, you can do the same thing. You, you can offer a product or service that's generally offered, but if you market it differently or you spin it differently, then suddenly it, you're seen as innovative, but you're innovative just in the strategy. Mm. Sort of like um, like with me in real estate, you know, for instance, uh, foreclosures. Everyone knows they're driving our market. So I give a foreclosure report away. Mm-hmm. This information's available. You right, know, right. anybody, it's always been there, but that's sort of our niche business is to offer that for free. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anybody else can't have access to it. It's just that's just our, our marketing tactic. I love that tactic that you have because I think about when it's time to buy a house, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm in a Colorado. I like that. Because she has that <laughs> she has that list, right? You have yeah. that list that go to and I don't think about I don't even think about the fact that you can get it free anymore. Well some people charge, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people charge for that information. But um, you know, our policy at our company is if you give something of value that people actually want you can log on and get it whenever you're ready to start shopping. And most of our people get the list for years before they ever even call me. Exactly. You know? So you just have to be right in front of them every day. That's a that's a really good point. And when you're giving things away for years and before they become a customer, basically what you're doing is creating a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm huge about creating the relationship. That doesn't mean that you're going to instantly create a sale or revenue by giving things away initially. Or whatever you may do. Which is how Ben and Jerry started. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Well, I didn't know that either until a, a friend of mine, uh, I don't know if she's listening, but she was telling us about it. Oh, and what did they do? They just gave away their ice cream for free when they started. Smart. We, no love, we love Ben and Jerry's. I know. I uh, sure do. What do you think, Jay? Um, again, doing the same thing differently. Um, today I was flipping through my mail and I got a promotional invitation to a financial planner dinner <laughs> at one of the local steakhouses mm-hmm. and it was all about Halloween and it was a Halloween themed dinner that they were inviting me to they're going to they're going to sell the same products they sell in December March and April but this was it looked like a invitation to a Halloween party and I thought you know I'm not really interested in one financial information right now but you know they were pretty creative in making the invitation they might have some creative solutions to financial planning as well mm-hmm. so I'm considering going mm-hmm. I got your attention right that's awesome now I got something interesting in the mail now y'all tell me what you think of this strategy so I the other day I, same thing you get promo pieces it was actually from a mortgage lender and uh, sent me you know some standard mail and when I opened it, I was wondering, you know, I usually open all my mail. I don't just throw things out, at least look at it. And I opened it up, and there was a <coughs> dollar bill in the marketing piece. And I thought, wow, what a creative idea. This is so great. Because now I look at the dollar bill, and I look at his name, and I think, I, I have that dollar bill sitting on my desk as a reminder of creative marketing strategies. So I'm telling my husband about this. I'm like, look at this great idea. This is awesome, you know. He said, yeah, but what if you had thrown it away? And I thought, oh, great. Here comes devil's advocate. And I thought, you know what? It just goes to show, like we were talking earlier about um, being innovative. That's an innovative idea. But what if I had thrown it away? And what if he had mailed 100 of those out and all of those people threw it away? Or let's say 50%. Mm-hmm. What if? I don't know. If, so, is, so is that a good idea or not? I think it's Putting a num- a d- put I a dollar bill in a piece I of I think mail? it's a numbers game. And I think, I think there will be the people like you that held on to it. <laughs> and there will be the people like your husband who are like, whatever. Yeah. No, away. I mean, we, we had a whole conversation of, is this a good marketing strategy? Mm-hmm. I, it worked for me. I'm just curious. I almost want to call him up and find See out. If it how, yeah. And it's really worth doing that. You know, find out, okay, if somebody's a great idea at work for you, you call and see, how did this work? I mean, I was very impressed with what you did. Did it really work? It worked mm-hmm. on me. How many other people did it work for? Or how many people called you and said, why are you just wasting money by mailing it out? Hmm. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I I was doing some research, again, on the Internet, my favorite place, and I came across this article called The Key to Innovative Business Ideas, Cross-Pollination. Cross-Pollination. And this comes from copyblogger.com, if anybody wants to look that up. It says, birds do it, bees do it. The birds and the bees do this naturally, and we can too. It's called cross-pollination. The birds fly basically from flower to flower. Mm Mm-hmm. And that receiving flower really benefits because 
it's pollinated, and right. so it grows stronger. So they're saying use it in business in the same way. You can cross-pollinate ideas to make your business stronger. You'll be better able to weather the difficulties that every business and brand has to survive. Um, keeping your eyes open to sources for ideas is the first step. Having a system for gathering and using these ideas is important, too. Really great ideas can be found where you least expect them. And it goes on to talk about how can you get started. And there was a couple things, like the obvious. Reading books, magazines, and websites. Having martini lunches. Having martini lunches, <laughs> which we started to talk about this before we got on the air. Um, but specifically, it says reading books, magazines, and websites outside of your field. That I don't do that, and right. I should. Outside of your field, looking at different industries, just because it's a different industry doesn't mean you can't take ideas from those industries like every time you and I get together for lunch mm -hmm. and we start talking about things you're doing, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a really great idea. Mm -hmm. How can I modify that great idea for my own industry? Right. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, you know, you meet with somebody that's outside of your industry and you're, we talked about this last time, you end up working with that person in an industry completely unrelated to your own and you don't even know how it happened. It's just all of a sudden you're talking and you're saying, well, you know, you really should. I'll, I have a lot of people who will tell me they're whatever they're um, selling or whatever their, their company does. I'm like, well, are you a member of the local board of realtors? And it was sort of like they never thought. I'm like, yeah, all you, if you got ten of those people, it would just spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to do more of that. Selling and marketing to the salesman, that's what it's all about. When someone approaches you with their product, yes. you have to turn it back. You know, yes. and mm. what about my product? How can you use my product? Brilliant. And it's it's worked for me for years. That that is so awesome because that is that's a good salesperson. That is a good salesperson. The person who, how many times have you been in a trade show where you have your own booth? Uh huh. Um, I know some of us have. I think all of us have. <laughs> and you're there at the booth that you've paid for. Because you're trying to market uh -huh. and get business. Hey, hi, how you doing? Hey, you need any printing? Who makes the decisions at your company? <laughs> and then right. that's when you're like, oh, they're they're back at the office right now. Yeah, like really? You don't <laughs> want to tell them it's you. Get your own booth. <laughs> and again, you do it at the right time. When they come to your office on your time is when you sell to them. <laughs> uh, but but I but I've, oh, I you know the trade show thing. I mean, we could do three shows on trade show etiquette. Oh trade yeah. Show opportunities. Yeah. You know. When you have paid to be there, you're there to reach other, right? Uh, you know, potential clients. Mm -hmm. You're not there to, to buy be sold things. to. Right. I used to get irritated. I used to get so irritated because I'm trying to like create my own business, and this guy is occupying my time, and I can see in my peripheral someone's waiting to talk to me, uh -huh. like to learn about our company, and this guy's taking up space. Uh -huh. And then I've learned to turn the tables. I'm like, you know what? Let me tell you about Caroline Improv Company. I'm like, who takes care of your training? Let's talk about training. <laughs> you know, we do sales Turn training. You know, and then yeah. they run. Yeah. Yeah. They run because right now I'm wasting their time. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've gotten rid of them. Um, we are getting ready to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about innovative ideas. If you have any ideas you want to share with us or any questions that you have maybe about your own business and how to, you know, maybe there's something you want to do for your business, but you just, you know, sometimes it's hard when we're in it to see the opportunities and bouncing it off somebody is the way to go. So give us a call at 914-338-1186 or get on to um, the chat at hearwomentalksocial.com and chat with us. It's real easy to do. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. 
Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me on Mondays. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention hear women talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep tour. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting <laughs> on Zeus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. I'm just loving this funky music. Dustin, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How about you? I'm fabulous. <laughs> what um, was that? What was the title of that song track? Is that called Splish Splash? That was actually Ability to Dance. Ability uh-huh. to Dance. I love it. I just want to know, who are the people that make up these names to these soundtracks? Like, can you imagine that job? Uh, no, because there's some interesting <laughs> soundtracks, because we're not playing our usual music for royalty reasons, but um, there are some interesting soundtracks that I've that Kay was so gracious to send us a bunch of things to listen to, and um, some of the songs we've chosen are Ability to Dance, mm-hmm. Splish Splash, mm-hmm. um, Fashion File, Fashion File, <laughs> Iron Woman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear Iron Woman. I Roman. know. And Coyote, Cougar, I don't know what. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to get used to that new music. Anyway, before the uh, before the break in the first segment, we were talking about innovation. We're going to continue to talk about innovation. And we're talking about this concept called cross-pollination, cross-pollinating for innovative ideas. And uh, we talked about how important it is to read books, magazines, and websites outside of your field. Um, the other thing it talks about is talk to people in different industries. Find out what their challenges are and how they've met them. Ask yourself how you can apply their solutions to your own business. Um, and then learning from your customers, something called design thinking. Design thinking is a concept that is built around staying in close touch with your customers' needs and building your products and services around meeting them. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on those items? Yeah, so I mean, having been in the restaurant business, so many people like go in and they create restaurants about food that they like. Mm-hmm. You know, so they build a whole restaurant concept. Yes. On well, this is what I like. Well, that's really nice. You should like find somebody that's selling that and go buy it from them. <laughs> and if you want to go in the restaurant business, you need to find out what people want to eat, not mm-hmm. what you want to cook. And True. not what you like. It's not about your likes and dislikes. That's a really that's a really great point. Um, there was um, several years ago. I don't really think they exist anymore. But I was into the concept and I wanted to like buy into the franchise concept of cereal restaurants. 
cereal restaurants? Cereal, where you just go. Like Fruit Loops. Yeah, where you just go and eat cereal. You're kidding. No. This exists where? Um, there were a lot of them in the Midwest. People pay to eat Fruit Loops? Yeah, but it was about an experience. Okay? Oh, okay. So <laughs> the innovation of it was you go in, you eat cereal, and they were really popular like in downtown Chicago, like right outside the Board of Trade. Uh-huh. So you go in, you eat cereal, but you know, you're also watching cartoons. Uh-huh. It's about that comfort food. And how much, uh, out of curiosity, did the cereal cost? I, I don't <laughs> know, but they're not open anymore. And were, were they served in servers in black and white or... I don't know. Their pajamas? That would be good. <laughs> That'd be, be interesting. Served in pajamas. Yeah. But like in New York City, there's all kinds of kitschy concepts like that. Like it's like the French fries thing. You know, mm-hmm. where they take the French... What is that place? Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, he, they, it's regular old French fries, but they serve it with like a hundred different sauces. Yeah, like Parmesan cheese. I- exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm all about business innovation. But you know, the thing is, it's... That's the cool thing about business innovation. Someone comes up with an idea, and while we may think, okay, it's just French fries with a hundred sauces, it's sort of like I try not to, like, dismiss those ideas because it's no different than what we're doing in real estate. It's a product that already existed, right? Just packaged in a different, different way. way. Exactly. How do you package it in a way? And, and I think it's really important to get in touch with who your customers are to know how to repackage yourself. I look at some of the stuff that we do, Caroline Improv, when it comes to Classes, and we're a really new business. Um, and I look at, like, for instance, we have three levels of classes. Well, I now put a value on my students as far as the students are worth X amount of dollars if they go through all the classes, right? When I first, meaning like mean? when I first started the company, we only offered one class, right? Okay, and that class is hundred and fifty dollars, right? So the really the value of my customer at that moment is a hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Now there's another value that I can guesstimate if a percentage of them then books corporate training or corporate shows, I could put a value on that. But now that we have a series of classes, the potential value of a student could be. Four hundred and fifty dollars to go through three classes. Like, how can you grow? Oh, okay. How can you continue a repeat business and offer things to your existing client base to to make your business more profitable? And I think that's one of the things I didn't do when I was in the wedding business that I didn't keep up as much with my clients and then create the christening business, the first birthday, the anniversary, Mm -hmm. and just always, you know, I've got those clients that have come to me for this wonderful experience, and they had a great experience, and to continue that experience Mm -hmm. forever, like, we create, okay, we've got to have Jay do this for us forever, Mm -hmm. like, we can't have a celebration without Jay, and I think that's one of the things that I might have missed when I was in the wedding business before. Interesting, and and for that business, same with kind of what what we do it's uh, it's very much an experiential business now oh, yeah. you look at real estate oh i would agree with jay mine's just like that okay mm-hmm. okay so when you were talking about the value of that putting a dollar value on that client i kind of understand now what you mean because we will have a client it let's say i have a client even if that client doesn't purchase a large property from me um, but they are in in uh, an area, you know, any place that's three or four hours from Myrtle Beach is, of course, our main focus. Those are the people that traditionally like second homes. So if I get somebody who works for a major establishment, major uh, company, let's say in Columbia, and they're high up in that company, even if they buy a $50,000 condo, to me, they're worth a lot more because of the the influence that they have within their organization. Uh, yeah. So... But I think I, it's it's hard to determine that on the front end, don't right? You think? You, it's hard to determine. It's hard to figure out what that value is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's definitely that word of mouth influencer value, right? So someone takes one of our classes, and then they go talk about a great experience. And and with social media, and Jessica had mentioned this earlier in her um, on the chat line about talking about social media as an innovation. You know, you look at. Facebook. People get on Facebook and they talk about things that they like and they don't like. And when they get, like, I love, like, the first night of our first improv class, Improv 101. Mm-hmm. People go home and they're like, oh, my, that was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm doing this. And then you watch and you literally watch. What's that? What are you talking about? Tell us more about it. And your customers become your advertisers. Mm-hmm. 
about their experience. But that's just what Jay was saying about the referral. It's like, I went to a class uh, recently, and the guy was a very successful real estate agent. Now he's teaching, you know, and he said one of the things, he said, Facebook and Twitter and all that, that's great because that's the way, being innovative, you have to be on that, Mm -hmm. which, note to self, I need to be better Facebooker, but um, being on that connects you to your online presence. But what he was saying is, he was big. His whole book is about referral marketing. Mm-hmm. And that if you threw a wedding for somebody, he was giving an example of how you get such a good relationship with that person that one day he's driving by, he sees these people throwing out these mums because I guess it was a Halloween uh, fall festival. They were throwing out the mums. And he said, hey, what are you going to do with those? He said, oh, I'm throwing those out. He said, hey, do you mind if I bring a truck over and I'll, I'll pick them up from you? He's like, yeah, sure, bring your truck over. So the guy picks up these mums, takes them down to his neighbor's house, who he knew was throwing out. Halloween party, lines up his driveway with these mums, like they're big, I love this example, lines up the guy's driveway, his client, with the mums, and he's like, what do you think that everybody in that party that went to his fall Halloween party said, where did you get the gorgeous mums? And all he's saying is, that was my realtor. He sold us this house. He brought us these mums. Wow. And I thought, God, that is so smart. Um, but he says you can't do it unless you have that relationship. You know, that's that's the time-consuming part, right? right? Yes, it is. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, and I've been getting a lot of rid of a lot of my trash <laughs> and treasures here lately. And it's another man's referral business. <laughs> right. But that's that's huge because it's um, it takes so much work to get a new customer. Yeah. But if you can get a customer to be a re- repeat customer or a referral customer and getting back to, to being in touch with your customers needs um, and I practice the concept of yes and and you are both students of Carolina Improv and so you are thus both clients thank you <laughs> um, one of my pet peeves and I've talked about this before is every time someone says you should you should you should and sometimes I get irritated but I've learned that my irritation really comes from my own insecurity that when someone says you should, I feel like they're judging me that maybe I'm not on top of things. That I'm inadequate or have, I'm right. not doing a good job. Right. Or that right. you haven't thought about that. That already. I haven't thought about it. And I, I'm kind of a little egotistical. And, and sometimes I feel like, but of course I thought of those things. I'm very smart. Um, and I've learned to just accept it and go, you know, they just really genuinely want to help. And you know what? I think it's cool when people say that stuff because that means they have a vested, they want you to succeed. They're buying into what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So every time someone says you should, if it's something that I've already done or thought about, I just graciously go, thank you. Great idea. If it's something that I haven't thought about yet, I go, huh, okay need to think about that. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the newest thing um, that both of you are aware of is this thing that I'm doing with attorneys, mm-hmm. doing improv training for trial attorneys. Never even crossed my mind until one of my clients came to me and said, you should <laughs> be doing this in for attorneys in the southeast because they do it on the west coast. No one does it here, and it's so valuable in in a courtroom to be able to tell a story mm-hmm. and I was like well, I never I never thought about that and so I took a chance and flew to the west coast last week mm-hmm. to study with attorneys for four days on how to do this and now the opportunities are just blossoming like awesome. to crazy places but um, we're getting ready for another break so when we come back we will continue on the martini meeting talking about innovative ideas for your business. If you have an idea, call us at 914-338-1186 or even if you want some advice or get onto hearwomentalk.com and check us out on the chat line. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Thanks for listening. My name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jessica Doravaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show. Join us Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Hear Women Talk. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand including the coveted Dunes Club. 
And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on (laughs) hearwomentalk.com. Friday's the day. (laughs) Here, Hey, just hush. I'm doing this. Friday's the day. Hearwomentalk.com is the place for fun and fantasy entertainment. And it's dirty. And information. It's sexy. Right here on Here Women Talk Radio. It's sassy. We'll be here. You should be too. You're gonna love it. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Can't even sing anymore, but that was Iron Woman. <laughs> Here on HearWomenTalk.com. I'm sorry. You're listening to the Martini Meeting, and I am trying to be flexible to adapt to my new music. Um, we are talking about <laughs> dozens laughing at me. It's just <laughs> the Martini Shaker doesn't even go with that song. <laughs> That's okay. We have real martinis. We have real martinis. Um, we're talking about business innovation and innovative ideas. Um, a couple things I want to touch on, but during the break we were talking about, and I think this is another interesting thing to talk about, is another innovative thing to do is build a good team. Oh, my. Build building a, a team. Building a really good, diverse mm-hmm. team. Cross-pollination. Cross-pollination, <laughs> right? How do the you... The birds and the bees. The birds and the bees. And some are birds, all right. They are crazy birds. Mm-hmm. Um, but building a diverse team, I think, really kind of opens you up to... You know, I have some people on my team, and I love them all. So if, if anyone's any of them are listening, and some <laughs> of them are listening, I love our team because I specifically want people who are different. We thrive on diversity mm-hmm. in our group. And, you know, some of them push my buttons. They push the envelope. Um, Hence the cross-pollination, which is what you wanted. Right. And and while sometimes I'm irritated about by the pushing of the envelope, at the same time, it keeps me on my toes to not get so set in my ways mm-hmm. that I'm not going to look at other opportunities and ideas. So having that diversity mm-hmm. of a team, I think, is really important. And I don't think a lot of organizations and companies do that. You know, I mean, clearly, if you're an entrepreneur, it's because you weren't willing to conform and follow the norm. Mm-hmm. And when you, you're in that kind of an organization like these are the rules and this is what corporate wants and this is how we're going to do it and you're a yes man or a yes woman is your company really going to grow as quickly and as profitably as possible Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion but during the break we were we were talking about some of your 
latest challenges? Yeah. Well, they're not latest. I mean, I think anybody in business has this challenge. It's like you build your team, right, Mm -hmm. and you are excited. Let's say you bring somebody new on board and you're excited and you you work with them and you you give them your time, your energy, your support, and you want them. I mean, I do. I want everybody on my team to be successful because if everyone is successful, there's no reason for them to move, leave, change, or anything, right? Mm -hmm. The struggle I'm having is the line, right? So I had recently had somebody leave my team and all I can think about is I wish her well. She's a lovely person. I have no problems with her. You know, she's a great lady, but it's like, okay, I just spent all this time, energy, money, and because your time is money. And to try to help you be successful and in the end it it didn't work out for you within this team. Mm-hmm. So my challenge is where do you it's like just this afternoon as I was driving here, I'm like, okay, what should I do? Should I just revamp should I go focus on a different strategy? Should I just pick maybe younger, newer people not younger, but n- people who aren't in the industry and groom them? Or should my niche be only picking people that are already know what they're doing and can run their own business and I can just step aside and not be emotionally involved. Mm. So that's the challenge I'm facing now is as I move towards a different direction, it's like, which direction should I go? Because that putting a lot of energy into somebody and have them leave, ugh, it's heartbreaking. It is. And it's time consuming. So how do y'all deal with that? Shay, any thoughts? <laughs> well, <laughs> since I've been displaced recently. <laughs> you have recently been displaced. You know, I, I went to Springmade for 14 months, and I was on the road selling and working very hard. And the approach that we were taking did not work. So I was laid off from my job. Mm. And it was the right thing to do. I mean, it was it was right for Springmade. It was right for me. And just... Like, I don't regret that I went there and experienced that, and I don't think they regret that I came and was a part of their team for Mm -hmm. that time. Yes, it cost them money. Yes, it cost me 14 months of my life. But it it was also an opportunity for me and an opportunity for them because they saw that the idea that they had for this sales position wasn't exactly working. Right. And they took the risk. I took the risk. And... We both moved on. We're both stronger for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we always have to do. We have to take the risk. Sometimes it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. And we can't really have this magic. It's like finding your right partner. You know, like, do you just look for the blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl? Or do you... (laughs) As I look look at two brunettes here in the studio. (laughs) Two dark-complexed girls. Two two dark-haired, dark-complexed girls. He's looking for blonde or blue-eyed. You know, how do you say, this is what I want to do? You you really have to be open. In business, you have to be open to trying new things. And if it didn't work with one person, you know, the next person who comes along that fits the same... Um, stereotype mm-hmm. might work perfectly. Yeah, but I, how do you get through that period? Right. You know that mm-hmm. one where you're just like, ugh. It's kind of a morning. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's a, it's and a, how it's do you accelerate the morning period? Um, you don't. It's it's you time. You have to go through it. Yeah, it's, it's, time it's time and, and it's martinis. I mean, it's time and martinis. The the reality is, if if you start to question, like, oh, okay, that didn't work, so I'm never going to hire that type of person again. Mm-hmm. You then become victim of something that we all complain about that whole attitude of, of, well, that'll never work. We've tried it before, so we're not going to try it again. And my attitude is just because it didn't work this time doesn't mean it can't work next time because things change. Variables change. Mm-hmm. Life changes. The world changes. The economy changes. So just because it, that person type of person didn't work mm-hmm. out now mm-hmm. doesn't mean they can't work out later. And, and you're going to have people who are going to be fabulous and walk away for whatever reason, let's just say they have to move out of town for some reason. Are you never going to hire a person just like that again in fear that they're going to move out? You know what I mean? Like you have Well, to I've be learned one thing. Hmm. See, and this is the danger is do I learn things? Sometimes you learn things too quickly, some, <laughs> as my mom tells me, because I'm quick to say, oh, well, that that I'm not doing that again. Or yeah. And there's nothing, like I said, this yeah. person's lovely. But I have learned this. I have learned that 
uh, getting as much information about the person one-on-one is so important oh, because yeah. one thing I've learned is the people that have left or have come, the pe- especially in my business, it, I mean, we're dealing with an unprecedented time, right? Worst recession since the Depression, what have you. I find that the people that have left, I've, and sometimes you have to have more than one, which is where I say you have to go through the morning. You have to have more than one situation happen where you can see the, the missing link. I've learned that the people who have expectations of being successful in less than six months are probably not the right people. Because it takes anybody who out there who is in a sales position knows that less than six months is not enough time to determine, in, in, at least in the real estate industry, is not enough time to really de- determine, like to see the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that if they're successful too early, then that's not good? No, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, call me. <laughs> <laughs> you're successful in six months, please call Ron. No, but, you know, there's like, there, but there are people who think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to switch companies because where I was wasn't working, so I'm going to come to you because I think that this is going to make it work. Okay, why do you think coming to me is going to make your business work better? That, so I've learned to ask that question. Hmm. Tell me why you're leaving and why do you think coming to me is going to make you successful? Hmm. And then I, I'm i going to start really paying attention to that answer before I invest my time. Well, you know, I, I look at it as you cannot... Um, I understand how you feel, and, <laughs> and I, I really do, because sometimes when it comes to um, the performance part of our company, the entertainment side, uh, it's not a huge... You know, we don't make tons of money on it. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the money for us is in, in, in other revenue streams. And I I put in so much more time on the part of the business that doesn't make money, mm-hmm. that breaks even, to develop people. And it does become frustrating. And I s- ask myself, I'm like, what did I not do right to retain them? And now they're leaving, and now i got to right. train people all over again. And, and as, as the other part of our business starts to become more successful, I'm like, I'm out of time now to train people, which now I'm learning to delegate that to others. Um, but it's, it's part of doing business, and so I can't get frustrated about it. I just have to accept that it's part of building the watch. Mm-hmm. Those are all the components that, that have to come together. And the, the other thing is, is for anyone who's read um, Good to Great, you know, it's about putting people on the right bus and on the right seat on the bus. And sometimes it's just not a cultural fit, you mm-hmm. know. Sometimes um, I've had people leave the group because they want to go off and do something else. Mm-hmm. And while selfishly I'm not happy about it right. because it affects you, me mm-hmm. personally, at the same time I go, well, you know what? They're not the right fit for the group. Right. And I need a group that all has the same philosophy and the same thoughts and the same goals for the company as a whole. And if this person would rather do this and focus their energy there, then it's kind of like, cool, go. Right. With no, like, ill will about it. Right. But it's like you're not fitting the culture. And if you don't fit the culture, that's actually going to affect the rest of the company. Like, it's going to affect everybody else in the company if you're not as dedicated and committed as everybody else. And while it was, I had to invest time in it, well, you know what? The sooner you leave me, the better. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Get out. Because, you know, I mean, if, if you stay on any longer, then that's actually more negative of Negative energy. But it's not even the negative energy. Like, the longer you stay with us, the more invested I become mm-hmm. in you personally, emotionally. Right. And I'm a very emotional person. So those who've been with me from the beginning and then get up and leave... Hmm. And have a variety of excuses that don't make sense, and then I get my feelings hurt. I'm like, oh, why didn't you leave sooner? See, this just goes to show why you should hang with people in other industries, because it makes you realize we all, despite our drastic industry differences, we all have kind of the same, same issues. Thing. Absolutely. You know? Ab- absolutely. And it happened the same way when I was teaching. You know, you had these students that you invested so much time in, and you just, had, you just knew they were going to be the ones that were so successful, and, you know semester before graduation they're like you know this is really not right for me so I'm going to just get out oh my gosh how can you do that you've gotten a scholarship you've gotten you know you've got high hopes of getting a job and then they just leave and um, it's very similar you know you've nurtured them you've you're counting on them 
you know, sometimes it's, again, it's selfish. Like, you're going to make me look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, you feel bad when they leave, you know, for them as well as yourself. Yeah. And then you move on and you find other people. Right. Yes. Um, so <laughs> we're going to go to break again. Um, where does the time go? Just yik yakking. Yik yakking. Yeah. Um, we only have one more segment left to our show. The Martini Meeting will be back in a couple minutes. Please, if you have any ideas, give us a call, 914-338-1186, or get on herewomentalksocial.com and chat along with us with your ideas and thoughts. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code H. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious it will get edgy it will definitely be irreverent and uh, no no subject off limits tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation life on purpose with your host deb coletti tuesdays at 11 a.m on the hear women talk network hi my name is jesse jordan with further faster initiatives and you're listening to hear women talk radio Welcome back to the Welcome Martini to the meeting on Zeus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. Um, we are in the last um, segment of our show talking about innovative ideas, ideas that um, maybe you have, um, ideas maybe what you're getting from us. Uh, before the break, we were talking about um building a good team and sometimes that means losing people mm-hmm. and sometimes if you uh, did you ever see the movie the bronx tale nope Mm-mm. Being the Italian that I am, um, a Bronx You're Tale. Italian? Yeah, I know. Um, a Bronx Tale. Dustin, have you seen a Bronx Tale? I have not. Um, so this guy, this kid, lends somebody twenty bucks. This is in the sixties, and the kid hasn't paid back. And now this kid's hanging out with uh, like a mobster guy, and he's like, hey, "That guy owes me money," and he like wanted to chase him. And the mobster's like, "Listen, kid, you paid twenty bucks to get rid of him." Good, he's not paying you back. He's out of your life. 
He's out of your life. He's not paying you back, and he's never coming back to bother you because you gave him money, and he's not going to pay you back, so you're never going to have to deal with him again. He's clearly not going to ask you for money again. So sometimes it's okay to let people go so that you can continue to work towards building your most dynamic team that's going to work best for you, and eventually you're going to know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. You're a young company as well. Mm -hmm. So it it takes time to build that. at least that's what I keep telling myself. A <laughs> um, couple other things. Um, well, it's true, though, because the problems you have today won't be the problems you have in five years. Yeah. Think about the problems. Think about how our lunches differ now than they were two years ago. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Things are constantly changing. Yeah. What works now won't work later uh-huh. and vice versa. First day, it's generating business. Two years later, it's managing the business you have. Th- mm-hmm. Three years in, it's getting new business, mm-hmm. new sectors. So yeah, it's continuous. Um, a couple other things: look for love in all the wrong places. Well, I've done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are trying to get our ratings up. Yeah, business and love. Um, <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> you can find great new ideas in places you never expected. Get inspiration from your fiercest competition. Your competitors are far- are fighting the same battles you are. What are they doing that you can learn from? How have they solved the same challenges you face? What techniques do they use to succeed? What are some problems they don't solve particularly well Mm -hmm. where you could fill in the gap? See, real estate agents are good at that. I often check my competition to see what their website looks like, what are they promoting, what are they doing. And it's so funny because I will have people come up to me who will say, oh, I really like some of that market, the, that new marketing piece. And I'm thinking, you're paying attention to my marketing piece? Heck yeah. You know? <laughs> but I don't know about the rest of the industries, but our industry is very checks up on what everybody else is doing. Sure, because if you're successful, people want to know why. Sure. I have um, recently experienced some of those things where people start copying what I do and go as far as trying to, um, I hate, I I don't have a better word for this, uh, trying to steal some of my performers. Well, they look at us as a hunting ground. And while it irritates the heck out of me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, obviously I'm doing something right they haven't been able to do. I know I go to the top agents' website. I want to see what y'all are doing because, you know, when people are successful, the successful people out there, I mean, why wouldn't you want to learn from the people who already been there, done that? That's like a no-brainer. Yeah. That's an easy That's an easy innovation technique. Whatever industry you're in, go check mm-hmm. out what the number one, two, and three person are doing in your industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do it slightly differently. That's and right. Do it. better. <laughs> do it slightly differently for what works for you and what works for your client base. Again, right. you have a very, Rada has a very specific demographic, I think. I mean, mm, on the buyer side, yeah. I mean, we have a certain demographic of buyer, mm-hmm. right? Sellers, different. V- vast array of demographics. Right. right. So... So, looking at how do you customize it to your um, to your clientele? Um, learn from your own failures. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Losing the teammates. S- the school yeah. the school of hard knocks can teach you more than anything else. Look back on your projects and learn from what went wrong so that you can get it right next time. That's another no-brainer. See? See, that's business and love right there, Jay. That's right. It's all combined, right? I tell Uh my sister that, too. I'm like, look at all the people you've dated Mm -hmm. and see what went wrong and just don't do that again. Don't pick that kind of guy again. Yeah. Don't repeat the same mistake. Don't pick that kind of employee again. (laughs) He's going to love you and leave you. Same same difference. (laughs) I'm speechless. But getting uh, getting back to competition, um, again, I'm a huge believer in not just going to your competition to see what they're doing so that you can copy or do better. Go to your competition and see how you can work with them sometimes. I mean, it might not work with all industries, but clearly that's how Eileen and I came together. True. Right. Was, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. We're both kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Is there any way we could actually capitalize on this? And as wedding planners, I, there are quite a few in town now. But when I was in the business, I always tried to help the people who were new because since I was a wedding planner, 
I didn't want wedding planners to have a bad name in town, you know. Oh, yeah. So you want the people who are in the same industry as you to be good. You know, you you want to be better than they are, have your own niche. But you don't want, when you get somebody that's doing what you do poorly, then it's a bad reflection on the whole industry. Yes, I'll agree with that. Yes. Yes. So we all get painted with the same brush. Oh, I don't deal with wedding planners or Kyle Realtors. They're the dumbest people. They don't even pay attention to their customers. And you know. Speaking of that, do you know I heard a very disturbing statistic the other day? Hmm. They, I don't know who did this. Niels, I don't know who does these ratings. But anyway, I went to a training thing. I go to a lot of training things. And the guy said that Another of all way the, to be innovative. I, I mean, I go to every training thing I can, especially if they're free. I definitely go to the free ones. And um, the guy said that he had a whole laundry list of people professions at the very bottom of the pile as far as respect level the most respected professions in the United States real estate agent was at the bottom was so it above strippers uh, strippers w- they weren't in there however <laughs> we were we were below used car salesmen no yes. way yes and a multitude of other people that you would be shocked wow. so I'm with you on that Jay it's like if I can you know, the raise the professional standards of real estate brokers and real estate agents. I'm all about that because you don't want to be lumped in with them. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's the same thing with um, improv comedy, comedy yeah. from a performance standpoint. Um, in our market, we're the only ones who do what we do currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of the trailblazer, so eventually people will try to copy that. But one of the things one of my mentors taught me in the industry is like, you know, you want to keep your performers close to you. And so it becomes important to nurture those relationships and keep them inspired and motivated because they actually walk in, they perform, they don't have to really worry about anything else. They don't see the behind the scenes of what I do to produce it or to direct it. And the last thing I want is for them to go off on their own, go renegade, and start doing improv comedy in the back of a bar Mm. where, you know... They think, oh, we could do this. And not that they can't, because they're all incredibly talented. But you don't want that renegade who goes off, who gets disgruntled with you. They're not a good fit. They leave. They think they can do it better somewhere else. And now they go and they give improv comedy a bad name Mm -hmm. in the back of a bar. And they're like, oh, yeah, that guy, uh, isn't he with Caroline Improv Company? Yeah, that sucked that they just did. And next thing you know, (laughs) that hurts us. They got nothing to do with us. but. They're off tainting us. That's how it is. So take care of those who are leaving you as well. Um, another, I, I know we're getting close to the end, but there are a couple interesting things here that I, I, I like. And Eileen has actually said this a lot. Create an informal board of directors, which is funny because I've been making a joke about that lately, mm-hmm. that I have an informal board <laughs> of directors. Gather a group of three to five people who are willing to support your efforts. Meet with them in person or by phone at least four times a year. Update them on your goals, the progress you're making, and your struggles. Let the ideas flow and take good notes. And I think we can all speak to that, that we all currently do that. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. Yeah, what do you mean? You and me and Eileen, when we oh, go from like our that. team. Oh, I thought, no, 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 I thought you meant like have a board of directors. No, a, okay. an informal board of directors. Oh, yeah. You get together with people, and you're like, hey, this is a challenge I'm having. What do you think? Just like we're doing now Mm -hmm. about you dealing with your team stuff. I know. Bounce it off. This is why I like the martini meeting. Right. Somebody teaches me something every time I leave here. See? That's awesome. I tell you. Um, Join a mastermind group. Many groups meet monthly. Um, Some more often, some chamber of commerce organizations coordinate them. Join a virtual private community. I've never heard of this. I want to check it out. Sites like Third Tribe. Third Tribe, I have to research that, are great places to connect. I don't know. Third Tribe are places uh, to connect with like-minded people and to generate exciting new business ideas. Consider working with a coach because business coaches speak to many different clients. They'll naturally cross-pollinate. That's interesting. Hmm. They'll naturally cross-pollinate your conversations with ideas they've picked up from helping other people. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. I like that. I like that. You're doing some coaching now, right? I do some coaching, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me. I need to call that client. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of town. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hope you're not listening. Um, we've come to the end of our time, and uh, uh, this is like, I'm only on page 2 of 24 of this very interesting blog. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was fun. Thank you. You're so welcome. Next week, next week, October 14th, 
Uh-oh. Eileen and I Yay! are back together live. We love... <laughs> Finally. We have been separated um, on the air, at least. We've actually been together a lot in business and, and traveling and training together, um, but we have not been... <laughs> in the studio together for like six weeks. Oh, so, my gosh. So we are back next week. We're going to have a very exciting topic. It's so exciting. We don't want to tell you about it right oh. now. Um, it's a surprise um, as soon as I come up with it. So Is this um, something <laughs> controversial? <laughs> Make sure it's something controversial. Uh, it's going to be controversial. It'll involve sex and love in the workplace. I don't know. I'm just making it up so we can get... Sex in the workplace. Sex in the workplace mm. will be next Ooh, week's topic. HR people. Um, so to tune in next week, watch our ratings go up. Um, <laughs> thanks again for listening to the Martini Meeting on Azus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. Have a great week.